Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. This, this is the High School Sports Line. A two-hour radio tour of high school sports in West Virginia. Along with Joe Bracato, here's your host for the High School Sports Line, Kyle Wiggs. And good Wednesday evening. It is High School Sports Talk. The next two hours, High School Sports Line across the state of West Virginia on the Metro News Radio Network. And we've got a great show tonight. We're going to visit with a couple of coaches of undefeated teams, highly ranked power index teams. We'll start things off with Coach Richard Lewis of Jefferson. And Jefferson is off to an unbeaten start. They're ranked number three in the power index, number one among quad A teams. We'll also visit with Logan Zach Green. Logan is number one overall in the power index, and they've been number one the last couple of weeks. So Zach Green of Logan will join us. We'll talk girls hoops with veteran coach Rick Marone at Tulsa. He's approaching three decades as head girls basketball coach there, and there's a lot to get into with Coach Marone, one of the topics will be the fact that he's the only coach left from way back in the 1990s when the girls' season, and many high school sports fans may not even realize this or remember this, but girls' basketball used to be played in the fall at the same time as high school football back in the 90s. They changed that rule. It was a Title IX issue, and here we are many decades later, and Coach Rick Marone is, uh, is still coaching. So we'll get caught up with him. We'll visit with a couple of athletes in hour number two. Sharon Young of Morgantown High. He's led the Mohegans, helped lead the Mohegans to a great start. Their only losses are to out-of-state competition. Jare Hawkins, the youngster from Wheeling Park in football, that's getting Division I offers. And the final guest tonight, and this is another very interesting guest, Jeremy Bodkin, the former Mountaineer player, played for Coach Gail Catlett, Back in the early 90s, was a big man for the Mountaineers and has been a pillar of the Morgantown community, has uh, is officiated basketball games for many years. Well, he's in the coaching ranks now at Pendleton County, the head basketball coach at Pendleton County. So we'll talk with Jeremy. And, Joe, before you jump in here, one thing I want to throw out to our listeners, and um, you can uh, hit the text line. The text line is open, 304-TALK-304. Jeremy Botkin, a former Mountaineer player who's gone on to coach high school basketball. Name some others. Who else out there has done that? Some names that came to my mind, Vic Herbert of Logan, who played and coached high school championship teams at Logan and then went on to coach. 
played for the Mountaineers. Brooks Berry is another one who played for Gail Catlett at WVU, went on to coach and was the athletic director, or still is, I believe, at Fork Union Military Academy. And Patrick Beeline, of course, who went into college coaching after playing here. I'm sure there are many more. So if any come to mind, text us, 304-TALK-304. Former Mountaineers like Jeremy Botkin and Vic Herbert and uh, Patrick Beeline, who went on to coach. Remind me if I forget, we have a question from Greg Hunter for Jeremy Bodkin about his softball prowess. Oh, is that right? Yes. So if, okay. if I forget to ask that question to Jeremy, please uh, remind All me. All right, man, I bet he could crush a softball. I He's have no doubt still that that's can. the case. His nickname, uh, they called him Big Cat from Upper Track. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a Fleming thing. That was a Jack Fleming uh, <laughs> nickname all the way. Absolutely, I remember that. So Franklin High School grad, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, up in Morgantown for a number of years, now back at Pendleton County and taking over a team that had their two-year win streak snapped in the Class A state championship game against Mann, but they're off to a good start this year, a 7-2 and two record. So it'll be nice to catch up with Jeremy at the, uh, yeah. at the second hour of the program. Yeah, all right, so that's the lineup, pretty big lineup. And uh, before we get to our first guest, the Metro News High School Basketball Power Index has been updated. It actually was updated yesterday a day early because weather in the early part of the week just blew up the high school schedule for all sports and there was uh, there were no I don't think any events at all on Monday very few events on Tuesday so the legwork was done to update the power index on Tuesday which uh, that works normally done on Wednesday but we have it Bottom line. Yep, and uh, the same team at the top. Logan checks in at number one with an 8-0 record. And again, as you mentioned, we'll check in with their head coach, Zach Green, coming up near the bottom of the hour. Another undefeated AAA team is second in Fairmont Senior. Jefferson, who will check in with Richard Lewis in just a couple of moments. They are the top quad A team. They are third overall with a 7-0 record. Then a couple of one-loss teams continuing through the top ten. Winfield checks in at number four. Parkersburg South is number five. Polka is the top-ranked Class W. Double-A team, the Dots checking in at 8-1, and one, and then completing the top 10, Wheeling Central Catholic at 8-1, and one. Hedgesville off to a 7-2 and two start, Shady Spring is 8-1, and one. and then rounding out the top 10 is St. Mary's, a team that I got to see on Friday night at Ravens with the Blue Devils off to a great start this season, currently 9-0. and oh. All right, and then the top-ranked class single-A team is Greater Beckley Christian, who is number 11 overall. Greater Beckley Christian, number one among single-A teams, and they knocked off a quad-A team in George Washington. Yep, it's their second quad-A victory of the season. They also defeated Princeton earlier on in the year, uh, and they are scheduled to face, hopefully the weather allows for it, uh, Shady Spring tomorrow night as they're making the trip uh, across the county to take on the Tigers. All right, so a good matchup there, and you will be tomorrow? Girls matchup, uh, Huntington taking on Cabell Midland. That's a rematch of the class quad-A state championship game from a year ago, won by Huntington, and, and the rosters for both of these teams look very, very similar to what they were a year ago. Huntington off to a 9-0 and start and a 7-3 and start for Cabell Midland. Midland had a couple of out-of-state losses in a holiday tournament, and they also lost to Parkersburg, but they rallied back with a buzzer-beating victory over Morgantown last week. They were the first in-state loss for MHS, was dealt to them by Cabell Midland. All right, and uh, hopefully, again, there's more weather that's headed our way here tonight, at least in this region of the state, probably across the state. So uh, hopefully... These uh, high school games that are scheduled will get them in. All right, let's go to the phones. Our first guest is head coach Richard Lewis of Jefferson High School. And again, Jefferson off to an unbeaten start. And the top-ranked quad A team 
in the Power Index, number three overall. Coach, good evening. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight on High School Sports Line. How's it going tonight? Thanks for having me on. We're doing great. First of all, I believe this is the first time you've been with us on this show. So give us give us your background. What uh, what's your background in terms of uh, coaching and and teaching and and playing as far as that goes? Um, I've been coaching in Jefferson County. Um, it's been going on twenty years now. Um, I started um, in two thousand and one, two thousand two, at Charlestown Middle School um, as a uh, JV coach at Charlestown Middle School. Um, before that, I graduated, graduated from Shepherd University, played there, uh, basketball there um, in the 90s, and went on to coach there as well for four years um, before I came um, came to Charlestown. And then through the ranks, just kind of went to Wildwood Middle and then worked under the late, uh, great uh, Bob Starkey at Jefferson High School for one year um, before I took over the head coaching position. Um, Outside of outside of basketball, um, I am a, I'm a part-time substitute teacher, and I work um, I work actually I'm in business. I'm a district area manager um, for Seven Eleven Incorporated. In all your coaching stops that you've had, have you kept a similar style of play, or has it kind of evolved with the personnel that you've had throughout your coaching stops? Yeah, when I, I came to Shepherd from um, Washington D.C. at Archbishop Carroll High School in D.C. Uh, we played um, some places like the Alhambra Tournament in St. James. Um, we played that style. Uh, we actually played, uh, when I was in high school, I played as Marcellus Basie in Martinsburg. That was kind of our introduction to this area. Um, and then that's how we got down to Shepherd, me and a couple guys at Carroll. So we played um, up and down style uh, pretty much my whole life. Um, and then also at, uh, at Shepherd, my first couple years, we played a similar style. All right, let's coach. Let's uh, let's get into this year's team. What's the key for this group with this uh, unbeated, uh, undefeated start? What are some things your team does well? Um, one of the things we do is we get after it um, on the defensive end. Um, I think um, our style of play um, is one of the things that we like to um, impose on the other team. I think we do a pretty good job of it. Um, I also think we shoot the ball pretty well. Um, at times we've had some games this year. We had some rough quarters. But overall, I think um, our shooting uh, from the outside and our speed and quickness uh, makes us a dangerous team. You take a great step last year, and it was a shortened season, but you guys finish 8-4 and four and get to the state tournament. When, when you left the state tournament in Charleston last year, did you kind of get the sense, based on the personnel that you had, that you could do some good things with this year's team? Yeah, we, we, we had our top four scores returning um, from last year, and uh, two of them, one's been a three-year starter, Will Shively. Um, he was 13 All-State as a freshman. And um, honorable mention last year, and Dayon Till was a four-year starter for us. He's been honorable mention All-State as a sophomore and a junior last year. And then we had Cameron Johnson, um, who started last year for us. Um, he's currently our leading scorer, and he's a, a three-year starter. He started as a sophomore. Um, and then we had uh, Jaden Gladney come in last year as a freshman. And he was the third leading scorer. So we knew we had some offense returning um, and a lot of experience. So they kind of, kind of, um, they kind of started off as babies, and now they're 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 um, they're older and they're the older guys in the area in the state now. So we kind of had a feeling we were going we we're going to be pretty good, um, especially offensively. It's just to getting those other pieces around them. Uh, we lost some pretty valuable seniors last year. 
Yeah, a couple of seniors are gone, but it sounds like, Coach, the nucleus of this team, seniors. You mentioned Will Shively. I know he's a junior, but it, it looks like it's mostly a senior-dominated group. So how have all these pieces fit together this year? Yeah, we have a weird roster this year. Um, we have five seniors, five sophomores, one freshman, one junior. So it's it's kind of a, a weird, a weird uh, mix of youth and experience. And luckily that experience is, uh, like I said, Dayon Taylor is a four-year starter and uh, Cameron Johnson is a three-year starter. So mixing that has been a, a little a little rough at, at the beginning of the season. I, I didn't think we were playing our best basketball um, the first couple of games. But uh, overall, I think from a chemistry standpoint, um, we, we, we're looking pretty good right now. And you look pretty good in a victory over Hedgesville a couple weeks ago, 59-43. to 43. And obviously that's a, that's a pretty good marker of where you stand, how you do against Hedgesville, Martinsburg, team teams like that. You know, you've got some great matchups coming up with some good Eastern Panhandle teams. But how important was that victory over the Eagles to, to kind of you know, set, set your feet uh, with what you've got the rest of the way? Really important. Um, on the road at Hedgesville is never easy, um, especially for us in the last couple of years. It's been a place that we haven't won at um, in a while. So um, actually the game against Mossman before that, they were undefeated as well. I think kind of set the tone for us at, at, on the road uh, winning that game and then going to Hedgesville winning another road game. Um, it really set the tone for you know how we're going to how we're looking to EPAC this year. Coach, go through the personnel again, if you don't mind. And uh, Taylor and Shively are the guys that I remember that stood out from that state tournament game last year. They're the guys that hit the threes. I know you do a lot more than that, but uh, those those are the guys that that I remember. Uh, in terms of personnel, what are what are the strengths of uh, of these individual players? Um, Deion Taylor, he's um, overall defensively, he's probably our best defender. Um, we're allowing him to, to guard guard a lot of the the top players um, that we, we go against. Um, like I say, he's been a four-year starter. Um, and he's just, you know, overall just been like real solid force. Um, he can shoot it. He can defend it. He's a two-way player. Um, he just has a motor as well. So he fits our style um, tremendously the way he plays. Uh, Will Shively, um, as a freshman, he came came in. I think his first game, he hit 29 points his first game. Um as a freshman, so he's he's just overall been solid for us the last uh, two years. His average is down um, compared to the last two years. Um, he's coming off an injury in the offseason, but we're expecting him to get back into shape um, and pick up where he left off last year. His strength is, you know, offensive rebounding, shooting, driving to the basket. Um, he has a college body at 185 pounds. Um, he just does a lot of things well on the court. Um, we also have Jaden Gladney. Um, he's, he came as a freshman last year and averaged 11 points a game for us. Um, good outside shooter overall, just a, you know, a really good score, solid defender. Um, right now, leading scorer is Cameron Johnson. He's, he's grown to be about 6'5". Um, so over the last year and a half, he's probably grown about four or five inches. Um, and right now, he's a really solid player. He's probably playing our best, his best basketball of his career for us. Um, he really dedicates himself in the offseason. Um, you can tell in his plays, uh, averaging a little under 14 points a game and about six or seven rebounds a game right now. I um, mean, he's, like I say, he's leading us um, in those those categories. 
And then we have a freshman, um, Jamari Jenkins. Um, he's coming in as a freshman starting for us right now, averaging a little under 10 points. Um, he's about 5'7". His, uh, his brother is currently playing Division One basketball. Um, he played at Jefferson two years. He went to Fairleigh Dickerson. Um, he's playing for Stony Brook right now. So he's coming in at the point guard position um, and solidified that as well for us. And we had a, um, another Bryson Fleming. He, he transferred in from Washington. He's a solid player. Uh, he's a third league rebounder, about 6'2", uh, really solid. And then we have Will's brother, Wyatt Shively. Uh, he's a sophomore, about 6'3", about 205. Um, he's playing inside for us this year. Um, he played on our JV team. He was the leading scorer on JV last year. So he's really solid as well. Um, and that's kind of our nucleus. Um, we also have a couple guys off the bench, David Haynes, um, Adonis Troxel, um, Cameron's brother, um, Colin Johnson as well, the sophomores. Um, they're they're really leading the way, um, trying to get that cohesion together for the uh, trends. Coach, I was going to ask you about uh, Jamari Jenkins, a freshman uh, who's come in and, and done some good things so far this season. Did you expect the contributions that you've got for him, or was that it was his level of play maybe a little bit above your expectation? No, we expected that from him. Um, we we knew he would come in um, and play really well for us. We're looking for some you know some things out of him uh, moving forward as well. Um, but we we really expected that from um, as a freshman. And I think he's played a lot of basketball outside of um, high school uh, to prepare himself for it. So, and as a middle school player, he was he was really really good. So, we kind of expected that uh, from him coming in. Um, he he's he's just playing like like we expected. So you've got some good pieces, obviously. What's the key to making all those pieces mesh together? And obviously you probably expect a little bit more of that in game 22 than seven games in as you've got right now. But what's the key to, to best make sure the fits work with this team? Just just more experience. Um, we only played seven games. And we've missed three so far. Just experience playing together. Um, I think over time we've seen a little improvement um, as cohesion. I know Hedgesville – uh, from a balance standpoint, um, we had five five players in double figures against Hedgesville on, on um, last Tuesday night. I think the leading score was 12 points, and everybody had between 12 and 11 and 10. So I think balance is definitely a key. And also just, just sharing the basketball. Over time, I think uh, we'll, we'll get that, we'll get that uh, cohesion together a lot more. And then defensively, I think um, – just improving on defensive end. I think we still have a ways to go um, defensively, but I think um, we have the group and we have the uh, quickness and athleticism to give some teams some problems. You mentioned that schedule, and you still have the two games with Martinsburg uh, that are on the schedule, uh, rematch with Hedgesville, some other big ones there. And, uh, and, and like you say, you've only played seven, so it's backloaded here. I mean, you're going you're gonna to be playing a, a lot of games in a short period of time, it seems. Yeah, we missed uh, the first game against St. Albans. Uh, I know that was at the Musselman. And then we just missed the game against Riverdale Baptist last weekend because PG County was shut down. We were going down in, in Maryland to play them in a one-day event. So we've kind of missed some games due to COVID um, protocols, too. So it is backloaded. I know we have four games coming up in one week. We actually have Greenbrier East coming here on Saturday. So I'm really excited, really tough team. So that would be a good – Good uh, matchup 
with the NSA rival for us before we play Martinsburg next Tuesday. So we got Martinsburg Tuesday and then Musselman Friday. So the next, next three, four games definitely going to tell us a lot about ourselves. Style of play when you go out of state to play schools in Virginia or Maryland, is there a big difference in style of play can, compared to what you see with your Eastern Panhandle teams? It depends what teams we play. Um, so, so many different styles of play out here in high school. I know we played our second game. We played Briar Woods, and their style, style was similar to ours. So um, it was a it was a matchup of you know who who could make the most shots, um, who can get stops when they need it. I mean, then you, you play some teams. Uh, I know we played um, we played Bridgeport, and they had a similar style um, to us. Um, they shot the ball really well the next night against Martinsburg. So it just depends on, you know, what teams we play. I know Millbrook's more, um, they play more like Musselman and Hedgesville, but they kind of grind you out and, and make it tough for you. Coach, that panhandle, everybody knows uh, how difficult it is. And uh, Martinsburg uh, has had great success, and Hedgesville has won state championships. Jefferson has had great success. There's new schools, the population's exploding. Just kind of give us a feel uh, for it. You've been in it now. You've been immersed in it for a long time. Uh, what's it all mean? What are the rivalries like? And in terms of uh, coming out of there to represent the state, what uh, what does that all mean? Well, you know, for us, last year was a great experience. Uh, we, we we made it um, first time since 2007 for for Jefferson High School. So, you know, the, the kids were really excited. Um, that experience was great. For us to come out and represent the Panhandle, just to get out of here um, for the first time in almost 15 years was uh, really tough because everybody, every single night, um, knows pretty much everything you're going to do um, before you do it. The coaching um, aspect of it is really, really high level as far as the scouting uh, preparation. So just to just to come out of the Panhandle, um, it's going to prepare you for pretty much. Uh, what you see down at Charleston or when you go out of state to play other teams because everybody knows each other so well um, and everybody prepares so well. So And, and all, the, all the players are um, really good as well. So um, it's just a tough tough environment. Um, and every single game this year, I can tell you, every single matchup, um, it's, it's, it's a grinded-out affair. Um, each, each team plays different styles, so every single night you're going to have a different style of play um, getting imposed on the opponent. So um, just to get out with a win, um, this tells you a lot about the kids and, and, how, and how well they prepare. All right, very good. Well, you're off to a great start, and uh, it's a great story. Like you said, getting to the state tournament this year and kind of laying that foundation, and it looks like you might be on your way again this year, although I know <laughs> there's a long way to go and a lot of games to play. Yes, definitely. A long, a long season. Uh, we got a lot of games, a lot of battles coming up. Um, definitely, we're definitely looking forward to the challenge, though. I know these guys are are, are working hard. Um, a lot of them, this has been their dream, you know, their whole entire life. And something we talked to about is goals um, starting the season off, mm-hmm. getting off to this good start. All right, very good. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time and uh, best of luck. And I'm sure we'll be visiting again. Okay, thanks for having me, guys. All right, Coach Richard Lewis there of Jefferson High School off to a 7-0 and start, and Jefferson ranked third overall in the Metro News Power Index behind Triple A's Logan and Fairmont Senior. So Jefferson, the number one ranked 
quad A school in the power index. And it is kind of nice with all the quad A Eastern Panhandle schools. Everybody plays everybody twice. Yeah. It's, it's it's like its own Little tournament league. within and of, yeah. of itself. And, uh, you know, it is, it, it's difficult to get out of there. Uh, six teams and only two spots in the state tournament. But ultimately, that, that does produce uh, some pretty quality teams that make their way to Charleston every year. Texter says uh, we threw the question out there about former Mountaineer players who have gone on to coach. Texter reminds us of the T.C. Williams High School coaching staff in Alexandria, Virginia. A pair of former Mountaineers, Daryl Prue is the head coach, and Tyrone Sally is the associate head coach. So there's two good ones, two excellent ones there. And again, coming up later on in the show, we're going to visit with a uh, with a former Mountaineer, Jeremy Bodkin, who's coaching for the first time this season at Pendleton County. That's in the second hour of the program. Coming up next, we are going to visit with the coach of the number one team in the Metro News Power Index. Logan is off to an unbeaten start. And head coach Zach Green will join us on High School Sports Line when we continue after this. Thinking about upgrading your current office equipment? We'll teach you better at Comax Business Systems. You want the value, you want the savings, all the selection that you're looking for. We got the service, we'll teach you better. Come on and see us and you'll save much more. At Comex Business Systems, we'll treat you better. As your locally owned authorized Konica Minolta dealer, we're proud to offer the new line of award-winning BizHub digital MFPs. And with these exciting new multifunction devices, you can do much more than just print, scan, fax, and copy documents. Are you a graduating West Virginia high school student with a disability? Assistance is available to help you transition from high school to the next stage of adult life, which may include post-secondary education, including college, vocational technical education, other training, or employment. Be defined by your ability. Contact the West Virginia Division of Rehabilitation Services at wvdrs.org. That's wvdrs.org. Fruth Pharmacy is offering curbside pickup. Simply call your local Fruth and ask to place a curbside order. A friendly Fruth associate will call you once your order is complete and let you know when you can come pick it up. Once you arrive, please call your store and their staff will bring your purchase to your car. Fruth Pharmacy wants you to stay happy and healthy. Please feel free to utilize their drive through local delivery, and curbside pickup services at this time. Fruth, your hometown family pharmacy. The Pediatric Urology Program at WVU Medicine Children's has been nationally ranked by U.S. News & World Report for the fourth year in a row. Our fellowship-trained pediatric urologists have special expertise in treating kidney, bladder, and reproductive system diseases and conditions. And we're the only pediatric urology practice in the state offering robotic surgery. Trust the nation-leading experts at WVU Medicine Children's. Visit WVUKids.com. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Hi, it's Tony Caridi, host of the CityNet Statewide Sports Line right here on Metro News. Join the Senator Brad Howe, Coach Greg Hunter, and myself as we discuss the day's biggest sports stories, talking with coaches, former players, and sports writers from all over the state and across the nation, bringing you the latest from the high schools, colleges, and the pro game. So don't miss the CityNet Statewide Sports Line weeknights at 6.06 here on the Metro News Radio Network and streaming live at wvmetronews.com. 
Your source for news in the Mountain State is Metro News. Weekday mornings, start your day with the morning news. Three hours of the biggest stories across West Virginia, along with sports, weather, and more. Stay updated throughout the day with reports at half past each hour. And find all the info you need on your schedule at wvmetronews.com. The news you want from the name you trust. Metro News, for over 35 years, the voice of West Virginia. Friday nights in the fall are reserved for high school football. And the 20-year tradition continues on Metro News. It's Summit Community Bank High School Game Night with Fred Persinger and Dave Jekyllin. Celebrating 20 years of bringing you up-to-the-minute scores, conference standings, player and coach interviews, and more. Tune in all season long to follow your favorite school. Friday nights from 9.30 to midnight. Summit Community Bank High School Game Night on the Metro News Radio Network. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. your favorite team at the high school page of wvmetronews.com now back to the high school sports line on metro news high school sports line for this wednesday night thanks for joining us we've got uh guests to come rick marone the tulsa girls basketball coach prior to the top of the hour then in the second hour a couple of athletes sharon young of morgantown jeray hawkins of wheeling park and uh, former mountaineer jeremy bodkin First-year coach at Pendleton County. And that's our uh, text question tonight. Former Mountaineers who have gone on to coach. And uh, we got another one, uh, Drew Catlett. Oh, Jared West, of course. How, oh, how yeah. How oh, did no. we forget Jared West? I've betrayed my Clarksburg people by forgetting Jared. <laughs> that's yeah. incredible. That's that, that wasn't the first. He comes on the show like <laughs> twice a year. But, okay, yeah, Jared West uh, at Notre Dame. And uh, someone else said uh, Drew Catlett. Of course, Drew Catlett, former assistant coach he's coaching high school basketball in georgia right now so we're compiling a pretty good list and we appreciate all of the input at uh, 304 talk 304 the first name that came to mind was a former logan player vic herbert who uh played on a state championship winner at logan coached the state championship winner at logan and of course uh, is a former mountaineer the current coach at logan is zach green and he's got the Wildcats, or he's helped the Wildcats get off to a tremendous start this year as uh, Logan is undefeated at 8-0 and currently the number one ranked team in the Metro News Power Index. Coach, good evening. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate your time. Good evening, guys. I appreciate you guys having me. First of all, your thoughts. I know it's early. You've only played eight games. There's more than half the season to go. None of this means anything, but number one in the Power Index. Pretty good for a triple-A school uh, considering, uh, you know, that the that the quad A schools are behind you. Your thoughts on on being number one in the PI at this point in the season? Well, like you said, guys, it's it's really early in the season. Um, obviously, it's uh, you know a good thing to to see your hard work pay off, and uh, for our guys, uh, some of the stuff that they've been through to be able to 
to start the season eight and zero and and um, play the way that we have, and we play a really difficult schedule. You know, we've played uh, a couple triple or four A schools already, so um, you know, happy with it. But uh, you know, as a coach, you're never pleased. Uh, so we're going to keep grinding, keep trying to uh, try to win games, guys. You mentioned one of those quad A teams that you defeated. You defeated Woodrow Wilson uh, back in the uh, second Saturday of uh, January, and that's a game I got to see you guys play in. First half, Beckley took it right with you basically for the first half of the game. What did you guys switch at halftime that allowed you uh, to get out to that big 18-point victory? Well, we knew they were down a few guys, and um, you know their their point guard Redfern is a really good player. So uh, we we made some adjustments at halftime to try to um, try to take the ball out of his hands and make some other guys beat us, and um, we were able to do that and and started making shots. We we shot the ball really poorly in the first half, uh, so we started making some shots and getting the ball out of his hand, and causing him to miss shots and turn it over. So uh, it, it stressed our lead out there, I think. Uh, we went from down 11 in the second quarter to, to up 18 uh, with about two minutes to go in the third. So big run, big run for us. Coach, uh, this is a come-from-behind team. Uh, five of your wins, I believe. Uh, you trailed the game at the half, so that's good and bad. I, it probably doesn't much uh, do good for your blood pressure when you're behind at halftime, <laughs> but it's good to see that a team can make adjust, adjustments, figure things out, and play better in the second half yeah we, we've done that all year uh this this team has um you know i think that speaks to a couple things i think uh, this is a resilient group i think that they um you know they, they don't get worried when they get down a few points or if they're playing bad they they stick to the game plan stick to what we're doing and and this is a group that works hard in the offseason they're very well conditioned so i think um you know you combine those two things and and we are uh, we're kind of built to be a second half team and um you know i would like to figure out what it is um, you know, that, that makes us tick so much, so much better in the second half. But, um, you know, um, I, I think I would much rather be a second half team than a first half team. So, um, I'm, I'm happy with, with the direction that we're going, um, as far as starting to understand a little bit of the reasons why we're playing better in the second half. I think, um, you know, our guys are, are, uh, making adjustments, uh, that we need to make and, and playing really well in the second half. And, um, we just got to, uh, figure out how to put those two halves together, and uh, we'll be really difficult to beat if we can do that. Joined on High School Sports Line by Logan Boys Basketball Coach Zach Green. And Zach, another great victory that you had was uh, eight nights ago, defeating Winfield 62-58, to handing them their first loss. Obviously, that was a regional rematch from a year ago, and I know mm-hmm. you were, you were uh, under the weather and weren't able to be there. But uh, how impressed were you with how you guys were able to handle uh, a big game against a team that's off to a great start? Um, I thought they played well. I thought, uh, again, I thought we made some really good adjustments at halftime. Um, you know, they, they had some guys that we weren't as familiar with as we had been in the past. Um, a lot of new faces for them. Um, so uh, I thought we made some, uh, some adjustments at halftime as far as, uh, you know, uh, matchups and, and were able to really slow them down. They, they shot the ball extremely well against us. Uh, I think they hit 10 threes. So, uh, you know, Winfield's a great basketball team, very well coached, and I thought that um, we did a good job considering the circumstances and, and how everything kind of played out. And you know, the guys found out at two o'clock that I wasn't going to be there, and you know, kind of um, kind of put a little pressure on our assistant coaches, uh, but they did a heck of a job and come out of there with a big win. 
they're of course the team that kept you from going to state last year. So this looks like it's a this is a budding rivalry. <laughs> how how can you compare and contrast the two games, the the regional final last year compared to uh, this regular season game that you came out on top? Um, well, last year uh, we we had two uh, pretty big injuries in the in the postseason last year. Um, they had beat us in the regular season. And uh, we, we got to the postseason. We're playing really well and um, had our, probably our best athlete blow his knee out in the sectional finals. Uh, and then our leading scorer, uh, Jaron Glick, who's not with us this year either, um, had a high ankle sprain and, and scored four points, was really hobbled the whole game and, and lost by a bucket. So um, we thought that uh, to come back this year and, and uh, knowing that they've kind of reloaded, they're really good again, and uh, to, to be able to beat them and, and um, you know, do it at home, very important to win at home. Uh, I thought that was a big win for us. Let's talk some personnel a little bit. And you look at your roster, it looks like you've got seniors at a lot of the front court positions and, and some underclassmen in the back court. Where does the, you know, I guess, the best depth by position go with this team? Well, um, you know, we start four juniors and a senior. Uh, first guy off the bench is a senior. Um, you know, all, pr- predominantly our, all of our guards, including our guards that come off the bench, are underclassmen. Uh, we, we start three juniors at the guard positions uh, and, and have three sophomores that come off the bench. So we're a little deeper as far as uh, our depth goes in the guard position and a lot younger. Uh, so uh, the group of, of juniors right now that are guards, uh, you know, my point guard has started every game since he was a freshman. Uh, Scotty Browning starts at the two, started pretty much the whole entire season last year. So there's there's a ton of depth and a, and a ton of experience at our guard positions, and uh, they really um, do a really good job at, at leading that attack. They're they're very uh, very crafty, very skilled guys, very intelligent guys, and uh, you know can really play. You've added uh, a couple of post players, if I'm not mistaken. How do you kind of get all the pieces together and, and, and mesh everybody uh, you know, throughout the course of the season? Well, we haven't had any issues with that. Uh, this is probably, as far as chemistry goes, the best group that I've had uh, in my six years as, as head coach at Logan High. They are, um, I think one thing um, stands out above everything else with this group, and that's winning. They want to win. Uh, it doesn't matter who who scores what, who gets this many rebounds or this many assists, that doesn't matter to them. It's it's really all about winning. And, um, you know, some of the things that have happened over the last couple of years um, have kind of left a sour taste in our mouth, and, and our guys are really uh, playing with a chip on their shoulder right now. And I think that uh, above all else, uh, that that's the most important thing in this group is getting to Charleston. Uh, they don't care, you know, who scores or who does any of that stuff, who's in the paper, uh, who's getting interviewed, it's about getting to Charleston. So uh, that's made it really easy to coach, really fun to coach, really fun group of kids to coach. They're very competitive, uh, and they want to win. So uh, it's made my job a lot easier this year. How good's the Cardinal Conference this year? We talked about a Winfield team. Uh, Herbert Hoover made it to States last year. Nitro the same. Chapmanville, you still got to see them twice. There's some other good teams out there. I know it's good, okay. year, to, yeah. I know it's good year to year, but is it more so this year? Um, I think it's probably more balanced this year. Uh, I, I, you know, my first couple of years coaching, I came in, you know, Chapmanville was absolutely loaded. Polka, I think there were five or six Division One kids in the conference when I came into the conference that first year. So, um, you know, the, 
I don't want to, I don't want to say that it's, it's more, uh, difficult, but it is more competitive. I think it's more balanced. Uh, you have a bunch of teams that there, there's not really a night off. Uh, Bob Huggins says that all the time about the Big 12. You know, there's not a night off. It's kind of the same way in, in the Cardinal Conference when you look at, you look at us, Chapmanville, Polka, Nitro, Winfield, uh, Scotska, uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of good basketball teams in that conference and, uh, you know, that's what we want though. We, we want to be challenged on a nightly basis. And if you take a look at our schedule, that's, that's what we've laid out in front of our guys. So we enjoy it. Some very nice wins so far. Shady Spring, uh, Woodrow Wilson, as we talked about, Winfield. Now it looks like you're in a stretch of road games, which, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully if the weather holds out, Lincoln County tomorrow night, Herbert Hoover on the road this weekend. You've got uh, a trip to Polka coming up. You've got a trip to Fairmont Senior. Mm-hmm coming up so this is uh you know a lot of a lot of significant tests on the horizon yeah we've uh again we we play a difficult schedule that's something that uh you know that that mark catcher kind of ingrained in me as an assistant when i was an assistant for him as you want to you want to challenge your guys and um i, I want to know where we stand i want to know what we need to work on what we need to get better at um you know we we've, we've got those games you mentioned we've uh we've got the makeup game with shady we've got south charleston uh, there's a bunch of big games left on our schedule, so uh, we're excited to kind of get into the meat of that thing. We, you know, we did play a whole lot of games early, and so uh, you know, with some cancellations and stuff, this this last month and a half of the season is going to be action packed, and we're, we're ready to get after it. Yeah, a lot of teams have a lot of catching up to do, whether it's COVID mm-hmm. issues or obviously mm-hmm. last week we had uh, we had weather issues. So you're you're uh, you're not alone in that boat with uh, with a backloaded schedule. Coach, we appreciate yep. your time and uh, great start. And again, number one in the power index. And uh, best of luck to you. We uh, we anticipate seeing you in Charleston this year. Guys, I, I anticipate being there. <laughs> I thank you guys for having me tonight. All right, head coach Zach Green of Logan, his team again off to an eight and zero start and number one in the updated power index. We'll take a break. And uh, again, our text question is out there. Former. Mountaineers who went on to uh, to coach at the high school or college level, and we've got uh, we're compiling a pretty decent list here. And if you uh, have one to add, text us at three zero four talk three zero four, and uh, we'll take a break. When we return, up next is head coach Rick Marone, the veteran coach of the Tulsa girls basketball team, and we'll have that conversation on high school sports line coming up after this concord university has been a part of your community for nearly 150 years more than ever before it is important that you get a college degree to ensure a better life for you and your family you don't have to go far from home sure concord started as a teacher's college and we still produce great teachers but we also prepare students for professional school for careers as lawyers doctors physical therapists veterinarians chemists physician assistants pharmacists and more application and registration for the spring 2022 semester is now underway at concord university and tuition is free for those who qualify. Check us out at concord.edu. Few things impact a community more than clean water, safe roads, and accessible internet. But here in West Virginia, we often struggle to get the attention that's needed to make these life-changing improvements. That's where the Thrasher Group comes in, a full-service architecture and engineering firm. The Thrasher Group is here when you plan, design, and execute projects that move our communities forward. A partner to West Virginia's municipalities for nearly 40 years. They're here for you. When you need infrastructure problems solved, Thrasher's got it. Find out more at the Thrasher Group. The Mountain State's premier fishing, hunting, and outdoor sports show returns to Milan Park in Morgantown Saturday and Sunday, March 5th and 6th. Over 
50,000 square feet of campers and RVs, motorcycles and ATVs, camping equipment, hunting and fishing supplies, guns, knives, and more. Limited vendor space available to put your products and services in front of over 5,000 outdoor enthusiasts. Visit WBOutdoorSportsShow.com. Be part of the 20th Annual Fishing, Hunting, and Outdoor Sports Show, March 5th and 6th at Milan Park in Morgantown. Everything's better outdoors. A WBRC Media event. Thank you for supporting the All-American Grand Bash. Last year's event raised over $220,000 for great West Virginia charities like Operation Welcome Home, the Haas Foundation, Mission for Miracles, and WVU Medicine Children's. Make plans to join us on Saturday, April 23rd for the 8th Annual Bash with over $650,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs, including a 2022 Ford Mustang Mach-E and a 2022 Jaguar F-Type and $100,000 in cash. Buy your ticket online today at allamericangrandbash.com. And we'll see you April 23rd at Milan Park in Morgantown. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning, the biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia. When you want them, Chris Lawrence at the Anchor Desk. We are ready to get you up to date and running with information you need from across the Mountain State. Kerry Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. National reports have consistently shown West Virginia has some of the worst, if not the worst, bridges in the U.S. Mike Clouser is the executive director of the Contractors Association of West Virginia. West Virginia now leads the nation with the most bridges in poor condition as part of West Virginia's total bridge inventory. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Steelers scored first. T.J. Watt returned a fumble 20 yards for touchdown, but Patrick Mahomes got things going for Kansas City. The Chiefs scored touchdowns on six straight possessions. So Kansas City goes on to beat the Steelers 42-21 in Ben Roethlisberger's last game. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News this morning. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. The Metro News Capital Report, bringing you the latest news from the West Virginia State Capitol Complex and the 2021 Legislative Session. Hoppy Kerchival, Jeff Jenkins, Brad McElhinney, and the rest of the Metro News staff bring you daily updates on what's happening inside the House of Delegates and State Senate, plus committee and subcommittee meetings. Each weekday morning and afternoon, get the Capital Report on your favorite Metro News radio station and at WVMetroNews.com. high school sports across West Virginia. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News. High School Sports Line continues. We're with you every Wednesday night through the winter sports season up to the state tournament. Boys and girls basketball in March. High School Sports Line on Metro News. The veteran coach at Tulsa High School, girls basketball coach Rick Marone's with us now. Coach, good evening. Thanks uh, for coming on. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk some uh, basketball with you. Yeah, a lot of ground to cover with you. I'm not quite sure where to start. Let's just uh, let's jump in here by, uh, you know, talking about your career a little bit. How many years is this for you? 
Well, it's my 29th year with the girls. Uh, I was a boys coach prior to that. So actually, uh, 1988, I was a middle school coach. And so it's been a, a long run, but it's my 29th year with the Lady Rebels there at Tulsa. And uh, it's been a, a great run, a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully got a few more uh, ahead of me. One thing that we talked about before you came on is the fact that uh, back in the 90s, girls basketball was a fall sport. You went up against high school football, and the girls played in the fall, and, and you're the last coach from that era. There were a few in recent years, Penn Kurtz being one at Wheeling Central, just retired, and Mary Ramsey uh, was coaching back in those days and is now off the floor and is the uh, athletic director now there's there's been a few others in recent years, but you're the last guy, so I'm not quite sure what that means, other than you've been at it a long <laughs> time. Means yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, again, just just talk about what that means—the fact that you have gone from one era to uh, to this era. Well, I tell you what, uh, Wayne Ryan and some others that are really the pillars of uh, girls basketball, Alani Lucas down at Huntington, but uh, Karen Miller at Pikeview, but. Uh, it's been a wonderful ride, but yeah, when I first started, my first two seasons we played, we started in August, uh, finished up in November, early December, and I believe volleyball was actually a winter sport, and then through Title IX and some I sent some legal uh, cases, I think they, they flipped it to where we played when the boys did. It kind of made me, I was in a unique situation. I was the boys' assistant at Tulsa and the girls' head coach, so when they moved us to the winter with the girls, I had to make a decision. Our county wouldn't allow you you know, to do both, unlike Rich Schemes and the governor, you know, they made me make a choice, and I was the head coach of the girls, so I stayed with it, but it was interesting, it was different, uh, you know, uh, gym time wasn't as tight as it is now, uh, there were a few advantages, but just really not basketball season, and so, you know, you were competing with football, middle school football, and all of that, and I think it was definitely for the better, so uh, around 94, when we moved to the wintertime, uh, you know, it's been, I think, the move for the best in the long run. You know, there were some guys who try, who did both. I, I know, for one, Steve Davis up here at University High coached the girls and the boys even after they moved to the winter sports. So, um, I mean, that, that seems to be an incredible feat and something that in this day and age seems impossible. But there were there were, there were were guys that, that tried to do it both and, and did do both coach uh, boys and girls. Yeah, I tell you what, it's uh, I know how much put goes into it. Those are uh, him and like I said, Rich Schemes did it at Sissonville. I know Governor Justice, uh, Coach Justice has done it before. Uh, it is you got to have a lot of good help uh, if you're trying to do both. I know coaching one is is a, a plate full for me, and I really admire those guys that have uh, have taken that challenge on and tried to do it. So, Rick, how has the game changed over the last couple of decades? Has it undergone major change, or are the fundamentals pretty much the same? Well, I'll tell you what, the things you love about the game, I loved about it when I first started coaching. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, my dad uh, was a veteran and he was in the Air Force. My mom was actually the coach in the family. So mom was taking me to the gym and I was running clock and things of that nature. And I had a love for the game and I think it was from a very young age. Uh, the things that you love about basketball are, haven't really changed. I mean, the kids haven't changed, uh, you know, the sport itself. I think the skill level across boys, girls, I just think that the all-around skill level has really elevated, and uh, really the all-around quality of play, I think, has continued to improve because, you know, player development is such a big thing now, and kids really work at it, and they have opportunity to work at it. So 
I've just noticed, I think, the, the level of play and just, you know, West Virginia, I, I know on the girls' side and boys' too, but on the girls, a lot of girls coming out of West Virginia going to the college level. And I think we get a little bit spoiled, but you look around the state and the Division One talent, uh, Division Two NAI, doesn't really matter. But uh, girls' basketball uh, over the years has been wonderful. I think back to the Alexis Hornbuckles and all those players that have come through West Virginia and, and put us on the national map, and it's just been exciting to be a little little tiny bit a part of it. We've had several that have went on to play this next level too. Mm-hmm. Coach, I know another thing you were kind of at the forefront several years ago was trying to push this competitive balance issue, and and I know you had some proposals, and it, it hasn't necessarily worked out maybe the way you proposed, but – with this four classification system, it seems to have benefited a lot of schools, including some smaller schools like Tulsa High School. Your thoughts on how this is all shaken out and your thoughts on the four class system as we're into year two of it. Yeah, I tell you, I think, uh, you know, Bernie Dolan, the SAC, and they've got people across the state, you know, they've done a, done a good job with it. I think they've uh, took their own approach to it. Uh, like I said, we were kind of involved a bit, uh, you know, between me and you. I mean, when we were double-A for all those years, you know, we were in the Cardinal Conference. We were kind of a little bit in a separate situation. And then when you kind of realized that there was an opportunity there, you know, we were just supportive of it. And I think the SAC has taken a good approach. I hear a lot of positives. I mean, you've got more kids involved. You've got an extra classification at the state tournament. Uh, one of our biggest rivals is Tuck Valley High School. Coach Farley's a good friend of mine. I mean, they were able to, they won the state title in Class A last year, beat us in the sectional. But you know what? Uh, I was happy for them. And uh, I think the more kids you get involved and, uh, you know, the opportunities for the kids to get exposure, uh, I think is all a win-win. So I, I'm really uh, favorable of it, and I think a lot of other people feel the same way. We're joined on High School Sports Line by Rick Marone, the veteran head coach of the Tulsa Girls Basketball Program. Rick, let's let's pivot to your team this year and off to a twelve and one, or excuse me, off to a ten and one start. Surprised to see how well the team is playing this year, or did you come in with the expectations that uh, you could be at this level at this point? Well, I tell you, uh, I've been real proud of the kids. We we kind of had to meld some things together. Uh, we've got a lot of variety. We've got some experienced players. We've got some new players. We got ones that were JV players. And, uh, you know, trying to get them to come together in our schedule, you know, fortunately we've gotten our full schedule. We've played 11 games. Uh, we have a lot of tough games. I heard uh, Coach Green there, too. Our back half of the schedule is going to be a, a real test for us, and it starts this weekend, weather permitting. So I've been real happy with them, and we've got uh, some kids that are getting their first varsity experience, and I think over the next couple of weeks I think we'll be able to kind of measure ourselves against some of the better teams you know, across the area. Mm-hmm. Among your veteran players, who are uh, who are the leaders of this group? Well, I'll tell you what, we've been, uh, we've got some juniors and seniors uh, that uh, are really doing a, a quality job uh, leading us. Uh, we've got four seniors, uh, Lindsey Castle, uh, Brooklyn Evans, we've got Gracie Snyder and Haley Colley, and then I've got three juniors, uh, Kerrigan Sammons, Autumn Block, and uh, Julie Young. So we've got seven kids that are upperclassmen and are really kind of leading the charge. And then we've got a sprinkling of some sophomores and freshmen that are stepping up too. So, you know, we've had to go deep. Uh, We've had uh, some kids uh, with injuries, and we've had some different situations. You know, we played uh, last Saturday. We had two starters that were out, uh, and so our depth was kind of tested. We went to South Harrison and played the other day. and So it's really stretched us a little bit, but, uh, 
and we graduated six seniors last year, a really good group. And I felt bad for them. We had such a short season, but I was glad they got to have a season. But the other day I was telling our kids in practice, you know, we played 11 games. That's almost our entirety of the season last year. So they should feel blessed that we get to, to hopefully to play more and, and get a regular season now. You guys have played 11. The Tulsa boys team has played 12, and I think that's probably the best in uh, in, in girls and boys. So uh, hopefully the, uh, the the good fortune with the weather and everything in the schedule continues for your team. You guys are part of the hometown invitation tournament. You got a victory over South Harrison in the first game of that, and I know you got some pretty good contests in Clay Battelle and Calhoun County coming up. Uh, talk about the hit tournament. I know we've talked about it on the boys' side uh, a couple of times, but what made you want to get involved in that tournament? Well, we've been involved for several years. Uh, you know, uh, Howie Meeks was kind of one of the uh, leaders of that and some other uh, uh, people. And then Alex Stapleton at Union High School is the uh, the head of the girls' side of it. And, uh, you know, the boys' side has been strong and the girls' side too. We liked it because uh, you get to see a lot of different people. We travel the state. We go to areas we don't normally see. Uh, you know, you can kind of check the bucket list. You know, we've been all over you know we play the tigers we've been at cameron on a friday night and awesome experience up there uh you know we played calhoun and then uh you know as things played out calhoun and gilmer ended up in our region so we'd actually seen calhoun prior to you know that re uh, realignment but we liked uh, the fact that you have to play other single weight teams that were similar in size and now with the four class i think south harrison some of them are actually classified as double a but it's just going and playing people, and, and it's just a good experience for our kids. So, you know, we, we'll stay involved with it. Uh, we've got, like you said, two tough ones coming up with Clay Patel and uh, Calhoun coming up uh, this weekend into Monday. And uh, it's good competition, and plus you get to kind of challenge yourself against, you know, some other teams. And it, it's a nice feel to it. They have a night of champions the first weekend of February, and uh, we'll be uh, hopefully trying to compete there for – you know, for some type of uh, awards there at the finals. Mm -hmm. Getting back to state, that's the ultimate goal in uh, 2016, I believe. That was the last time Tulsa got to the state tournament, and that's back when you were double-A, right? Yeah, we're uh, we're focused uh, on that, and we try to make the kids understand their steps. You know, we got to get a sectional championship. You know, Tug Valley has really uh, done a great job. They've, uh, you know, they've been kind of uh, moving up uh, in our section uh, and then uh, a regional that has Gilmer County, Calhoun County, and, and St. Joe, you know, reclassified on the other side. So we're in a tough region. I think Class A on the girls' side, I put it up against Denny. So there's, there's five teams, I think, in the top ten that are out of region four. So uh, our goal is to get to the state. That's our goal is to win a state championship. We've been, you know, knocking on the door before, but 16, we were there in double A. 17, we were in the regional finals, lost at Williamstown. Uh, in single A, and last year we got beat at Calhoun in a regional final. So uh, these girls are hungry for it, and uh, they've been working really hard. And uh, you know we're going to try and uh, do our best to try and get the Lady Rebels Blue and Orange back into the Civic Center. Yeah, you you mentioned the toughness. Tug beat you in the sectionals. They they go in as the number one seed and win the championship. And Calhoun, you mentioned they beat you in the regional final. They get the third seed and win a game and get to the final four at state. So there's <laughs> there, there's some obstacles to overcome there. Yeah, and Gilmer's just uh, rolling along. I yeah. mean, they're just a well machine. I know they've really not been challenged, and their schedule is, is unreal. So, you know, Coach Chapman does a great job. I have a lot of respect for her. Uh, you know, so uh, we're just trying to get better, and then hopefully by tournament time next month, I mean four or five weeks from now, you know, it's going to be sectional time, and, and we got to try and win our section. I mean, that's that's – you know, object number one is 
to try and get out of our section and be able to host a regional game. Halfway through your season, Rick, you've only had one team score 50 on you, and you still won that game in the second game of the year. What do you guys like to do defensively? Describe how you like to play on that side. Well, we've we've kind of added some variety this year. We're using multiple defenses. Uh, we've always been uh, primarily a man-to-man team, and we like to pressure uh, the basketball and extend the court. We still do that. We've added in some uh, kind of some combination zones, and then we do still run some press uh, as well. It kind of depends on who we're up against and what we feel will be an advantage. So, you know, kids have to buy into it. It's something we work on every day, and uh, you know, we've still got room to grow. Uh, a couple of games we've kind of had some lapses, so we we still want to get better. But I told them, you know, defense will travel, and uh, you know, there's going to be nights your shooting's not there, but you know, if you can grind it out defensively and get some rebounds, uh, you, you'll have a chance. So. All right, very good. Well, Coach, it's been great catching up with you, and we indeed covered a lot of ground, and we appreciate it, and uh, good luck to you. And I guess uh, the the big 3-0 anniversary is coming up, right? Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> I, I mentioned you earlier, and I'll tell myself, I, last year I kind of hit home with me. I had four second-generation players, and uh, two of my coached their fathers on the boys' side, and two of my coached their, their mothers. Uh, but it's been a wonderful time, and uh, – yeah, that, that would be an accomplishment, and it's really flown by. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, it's been a great ride to this point, and uh, I appreciate it. Appreciate what you guys do for high school sports, too. You guys do a great job. All right, well, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see you in Charleston coming up uh, in just a few weeks. All right, thank you very much. Head coach Rick Marone there, the 29-year coaching veteran at uh, Tulsa on the girls' side. Yeah, great start to the season, and uh, they play a number of teams from out of state, from Ohio, from Kentucky, also some from Virginia, but 10-1 uh, and one halfway through their schedule, and uh, off to a great start so far. Texter says Warren Baker. Another one we missed. Obvious. Hit me in the face. It, it is the obvious ones that hit you afterwards. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're right. So, uh, again, we're compiling a list of former Mountaineers that have gone on to coach, and uh, Warren Baker coached at North Marion, of course, for many years. Uh, Brooks Berry, Pat Beeline, Vic Herbert coached at Logan and South Charleston, Jared West and uh, Daryl Prue and Tyrone Sally uh, on the same coaching staff down in the state of Virginia. So if you've got uh, a name that we've missed, men or women, uh, text us 304-TALK-304 and uh, we'll speak with one of those former Mountaineers who's in to coaching now. That's Jeremy Bodkin. That's coming up in the second hour of the program, which we've reached. And uh, still to come as well, we'll visit with a couple of athletes. Sharon Young of Morgantown High, one of the leaders, one of the young leaders uh, of that basketball team. They're having a great season. And Jeray Hawkins, football standout at Wheeling Park. That's all to come here during hour number two of High School Sports Line. We'll continue the conversation coming up after this. Thinking about upgrading your current office technology? Call Comex Business Systems. As your authorized Konica Minolta dealer, we're your one source for digital copiers, MFPs, color printers, wide format systems, document management solutions, network IT services, business phone solutions, and more. Call us toll free at 1-888-483-7440 to schedule your free assessment. We got the service. We treat you better. Come on and see us and you'll save much more. Comex Business Systems. Like us on Facebook. 
Concord University has been a part of your community for nearly 150 years. More than ever before, it is important that you get a college degree to ensure a better life for you and your family. You don't have to go far from home. Sure, Concord started as a teacher's college and we still produce great teachers, but we also prepare students for professional school for careers as lawyers, doctors, physical therapists, veterinarians, chemists, physician assistants, pharmacists, and more. Application and registration for the spring 2022 semester is now underway at Concord University, and tuition is free for those who qualify. Check us out at Concord Thinking about upgrading your current office equipment? We'll teach you better at Comex Business Systems. You want the value, you want the savings, all the selection that you're looking for. We got the service, we'll treat you better. Come on and see us and you'll save much more. At Comex Business Systems, we'll treat you better. As your locally owned authorized Konica Minolta dealer, we're proud to offer the new line of award-winning BizHub Digital MFPs, and with these exciting new multifunction devices, you can do much more than just print, scan, fax, and copy documents. Are you a graduating West Virginia high school student with a disability? Assistance is available to help you transition from high school to the next stage of adult life, which may include post-secondary education, including college, vocational technical education, other training, or employment. Be defined by your ability. Contact the West Virginia Division of Rehabilitation Services at wvdrs.org. That's wvdrs.org. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News is your source for high school sports coverage and the exclusive home of the High School Sports Line. Fred Persinger, Dave Jekyll, and Joe Bracato bring you the latest scores and news along with player and coach interviews and in-depth stories. Get your high school sports fix every Wednesday night starting at 7.06 p.m. And follow your favorite team all season long. The High School Sports Line here on the Metro News Radio Network and online at wvmetronews.com. Your source for what's happening in West Virginia is WVMetroNews.com. Get the latest statewide news, sports reports from WVU, Marshall, and your local high school teams. Explore the great outdoors with Chris Lawrence. Read Hoppy Kirchival's daily commentary and catch up on your favorite Metro News programs and podcasts. Stay informed anytime, anywhere with WVMetroNews.com. Metro News, for 36 years, the voice of West Virginia. <laughs> Football season is here. Hi, everyone. I'm Brad Howe, inviting you to join us each week for our podcast, The Game Within the Game, presented by DraftKings. Each week, I'll be joined by longtime Las Vegas odds maker Dave Sharapan and Julian Edlow from DraftKings as we dive deep into the NFL and college football. We'll hit it all, player props, game totals, and sides, as we provide you with actionable information you can use to gain an edge. It's The Game Within the Game, presented by DraftKings. <laughs> Hi, this is Hoppy Kirchival. West Virginia, in many ways, is a diverse state, often with different issues, challenges, and successes, depending on where you live. But we're also a small state, and we're all connected by being West Virginians. Every day from 10.06 till noon, I talk about and provide insight into the events that shape who we are. My approach is tough but fair, and we may disagree, but together we'll stay abreast of what's going on in our great state. The successes, the hardships, the challenges, and, of course, the politics that contribute to making us who we are. To so join me weekdays, 10.06 till noon, for Metro News Talk Line. Follow your favorite team at the high school page of WVMetroNews.com. Now, back to the high school sports line on Metro News. 
on to the second hour of the program on this Wednesday night high school sports line. Still to come, Jere Hawkins, the uh, speedy receiver from Wheeling Park, getting Division One football offers. We'll be joined by him coming up in just a few moments. And Jeremy Bodkin, the former Mountaineer in his first year as head coach at Pendleton County, coaching the Pendleton County boys team. We'll uh, hear from Jeremy coming up as well. But right now, Sharon Young of Morgantown High. He's uh, the sophomore point guard for the Mohegans who are having a great season. And uh, Sharon, good evening. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. What's the key so far to this season? Obviously, you've got great shooters. You've got great talent. Uh, what's it like being the distributor on a team that uh, has so many guys that can score? Um, yes. It's pretty great, you know, whenever you got Brooks Gage, Alec Coleman, Dirty Davis, Jalen Goins, all those guys out there that can really knock down shots. So whenever you can get them to open shot and you know they're going to make it, then it's a lot of fun. Sean, you guys, 6-3 and three so far. The three losses came all together in a tournament over the holidays. They were all by one basket or less. And I get the sense that your head coach wasn't too terribly disappointed with how you guys played uh, during those games, given the competition level. Is it possible that those three games could be a learning experience for this team? Yes, they definitely could be learning experiences. We learned from you know bad situations that we came down to at the end of the games, at all the end of the games, being up and then letting the teams back in the games and calls and stuff like that. So, you know, what we got to do if it ever comes down to that point again. Mm-hmm. Closer to home, you've uh, you've already beaten your crosstown rival university twice. Uh, you've got wins over Cabell Midland and Buckhannon Upshur. So in terms of uh, the in-state opponents, you guys are taking care of business. How important is that to get uh, the, as high a seed uh, for the state tournament if you're fortunate enough to get back to Charleston? Yeah, so the – those games are really important right now. Win those games, the region, the section, trying to get the the home advantage to go to the state championship again. And we just want to go back and go back to the state championship and get and win, win another state championship. Sharon, you got a ton of minutes last year uh, as as a freshman. What was it like fitting in with all those upperclassmen? And and at what point did you really feel comfortable as a member of the varsity team? So they would usually they usually have an option about who they want on the team and who who they think can help out the team and I thought they really brought me in and felt me and let me you know distribute the ball to them and so and let me feel comfortable playing with all of them and I thought we did pretty good doing that. What areas do you think you improved last year and what areas are you better at this year after an off season of? Uh, of playing travel ball and conditioning and working out. How are you a better player now than you were maybe this time last year? Um, probably, I would say, being able to uh, score or get to the basket easier, I feel like. And I, I'm, I've been working on my shot a lot this summer, you know, with a work, one-on-one work and stuff like that. Just being able to, my dribble pull up, getting that faster, stuff like that. 
We're joined on High School Sports Line by Morgantown High School sophomore point guard Sharon Young. And, and Sharon, obviously, as a point guard, you have the primary responsibility to, of distributing the ball, running the offense, and setting up other guys. But when you look for shots yourself, what kind of shots are you looking for? I mean, do you want to get to the rim? Do you want to try the pull-ups or the threes? What are you really looking for? My favorite shot, I would say, is a dribble pull-up, but if the defender's playing off of me, I'm also going to shoot the three because i got a lot of confidence in my three-pointer. But if he's playing close to me, i got the one-on-one advantage because I'm, I'm quick, so I'm going to get to the basket. You played last year along, uh, alongside a guy, Xavier Pryor, who was a great point guard. What did you learn from him? What did you take from his game? I took from his game about the, uh, the assist, how hard he played on defense, how well he controlled the ball. We're joined on High School Sports Line by Morgantown's Sharon Young. And, and, and Sharon, I, I know that after every game, after victories for the team, you guys have certain individual awards. There's the Windex. There's the hard hat. Describe what all goes into, into those awards and how coveted those are for members of the team. All right, so I'm pretty sure the, the Windex is like most rebounds. The Axe is, I think, assist. The hard hat is... I've seen it before. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, def- defense. Yeah, uh, no. The the box is defense. The hard hat is MVP, and the belt is, is the juice guy. <laughs> All right. How many? How many have? Uh, how many have you won this year? Uh, I'm I'm not quite sure. I honestly <laughs> cannot remember. I'm not really worried about the awards. I'm just worried about getting the wings. Yeah, good answer. I hear you. All right, last year you make the state tournament, get to the finals, uh, of of course lose that that heartbreaker to George Washington on the last second shot. You got that. You got so close. But as a young player, you had some big games down there. Um, you had a you had a, a good scoring game uh, in at least one of the contests. You had seven assists in one of the contests. What was that experience like? for you as a young player getting you know on the biggest stage as a freshman and and being able to excel it was a great experience but i wouldn't be able to i wouldn't be on the floor if it wasn't for my coaches and my teammates like coach dave or coach tallman and he didn't have any confidence in me or trusted in me then he wouldn't i wouldn't have been on the floor What's it like to play for Coach Tallman? Kind of describe what he's like. Uh, you know, we, we, we see him during the games. Well, what's he like off the court in practices and uh, as you guys are preparing for games? Oh, he's a lot of fun. He pushes us every day, me and my teammates. He, he, makes, he takes care of us off and on the court. Defensively, is that the toughest thing to master in your mind? I mean, it, it seems like uh, some of the offensive – things come instinctively they just come because you played for so long defending that the level that you need to is that is is that a difficult thing playing at this level of of high school basketball i mean not not really i just need to adjust on some of my defensive uh defensive aspects and i need need to stay in control a little bit more and just do that so obviously your your high school season is the focus right now through the month of March, uh, but you've gotten already some Division One offers to Radford, Drexel, Drexel, Southeast Louisiana. When you were on the AAU circuit in the summertime, how different are those games from typical high school games? I mean, in what ways are the styles of play different? 
Oh, there are a lot. There, there's a lot more faster pace, a lot more up and down, a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more like I don't know. There's more of a like, faster paced game. The fouls, I, the fouls are a little bit different. I would say you get away with a lot more stuff. A lot more. I feel like skilled, skilled guys. So everyone's just as good as you. When you go to these tournaments and you know that you've got a bunch of college coaches that are there uh, on the sidelines, you know what's that like? Is there, is there pressure associated with that? And uh, I try not to worry about that too much. I know, I know it'll all come down. To, it'll all come down when it, or it'll all come whenever it needs to. Just play hard and win games, right? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, compare if you can. This year's team, obviously, you're on a mission. You lost that close game to GW on the last second shot. That's, I would imagine, stuck with you and stuck with this group all the way through the offseason. Is, is is that what's kind of driving you and this team this year? Yeah, I think we have a lot more chemistry this year. We, we all stick together on and off the court. We all have trust in each other. We're not really all selfish with the ball. We're not selfish with the ball at all. So we all have trust in each other, and we all know that we can score or get to the basket whenever we need to. So we just, we just have great chemistry and all, all really like each other and really want to win the game this year. You mentioned chemistry off the court. Off the court, who, who's the jokester on the team? Who's the guy on the bus that doesn't shut up? I mean, who, who are some of the, uh, the the real characters that have kind of asserted themselves on this team? Oh, man, Brooks Gage, he's, he's one of a kind. He's, he's funny. He's funny. He's the only guy? Uh, Brody Davis here and here and there. He got he has some jokes. All right. Well, I would imagine uh, as 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 you kind of progress up the ladder, uh, I could see your personality emerging a little bit. Maybe as a junior and a <laughs> senior, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, we appreciate your time, and it's uh, certainly fun watching your group. I mean, there's there's so many guys on that team that can score and. It, it's got to be a pleasure for you just to distribute the ball, right? I mean, no matter who you get it into the hands of, they they have a capability of making a shot almost anywhere on the court. Yes. All right. Sure. Sharon, very good. We appreciate your time, and uh, good luck to you the rest of the way, and we anticipate Morgantown making a, another big run in Charleston. Thank you. All right, Sharon Young there of the uh, Morgantown Mohegans. And uh, the only losses are to uh, to out-of-state competition so far. And they'll be uh, well-tested this weekend, playing host to Martinsburg on Saturday. That's a 3 o'clock tip. And, of course, uh, coverage right here on uh, WAJR locally here in Morgantown. Should be a good one. Yeah, we'll have uh, coverage of that game on our flagship WAJR. Also Friday night on WAJR, Morgantown and University and girls basketball. So that's coming up. And then, as you mentioned, uh, Morgantown against Martinsburg Saturday afternoon. All right, we'll take a break and uh, focus on football when we return. Jerry Hawkins of Wheeling Park will join us. And still to come, former Mountaineer Jeremy Bodkin in his first season as head basketball coach at Pendleton County. That's what's in store for the final 35 minutes of the program. Stay with us as High School Sports Line will continue after this.
Concord University has been a part of your community for nearly 150 years. More than ever before, it is important that you get a college degree to ensure a better life for you and your family. You don't have to go far from home. Sure, Concord started as a teacher's college and we still produce great teachers, but we also prepare students for professional school for careers as lawyers, doctors, physical therapists, veterinarians, chemists, physician assistants, pharmacists, and more. Application and registration for the spring 2022 semester is now underway at Concord University, and tuition is free for those who qualify. Check us out at Concord are you a graduating West Virginia high school student with a disability? Assistance is available to help you transition from high school to the next stage of adult life, which may include post-secondary education, including college, vocational technical education, other training, or employment. Be defined by your ability. Contact the West Virginia Division of Rehabilitation Services at wvdrs.org. That's wvdrs.org. Fruth Pharmacy is offering curbside pickup. Simply call your local Fruth and ask to place a curbside order. A friendly Fruth associate will call you once your order is complete and let you know when you can come pick it up. Once you arrive, please call your store and their staff will bring your purchase to your car. Fruth Pharmacy wants you to stay happy and healthy. Please feel free to utilize their drive through local delivery, and curbside pickup services at this time. Fruth, your hometown family pharmacy. The Pediatric Urology Program at WVU Medicine Children's has been nationally ranked by U.S. News & World Report for the fourth year in a row. Our fellowship-trained pediatric urologists have special expertise in treating kidney, bladder, and reproductive system diseases and conditions. And we're the only pediatric urology practice in the state offering robotic surgery. Trust the nation-leading experts at WVU Medicine Children's. Visit WVUKids.com. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Nobody covers West Virginia like Metro News. Start each weekday at 6.06 a.m. with the morning news. Veteran anchors Chris Lawrence and Kerry Hudasek deliver the day's biggest stories, along with in-depth reports from Jeff Jenkins, Alex Thomas, and Jake Flatley. The morning news also brings you the latest in sports from Kyle Wiggs and Joe Bracato, Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary, and the entertainment report. The morning news on the Metro News Radio Network and at WVMetroNews.com. Hey, everybody, it's Tony. Caridi. And I'm Brad Howe. And that makes two of the three guys that bring you the podcast entitled Creatively Enough. Three guys before the game. It's our opportunity to really drill down on WVU football and basketball. We break down the opponent and then review every single game. We'll give you some numbers. We'll bicker back and forth. We'll take your calls, your texts, your tweets, and get into some of your questions. And we invite you to join us each and every episode at Three Guys Before the Game from Metro News. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state. Award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years. He had a pattern where he would stay on the farm spring and summer. Anywhere between the first and second week of October, he would vanish and I'd never get a picture of him again. Whether it's hunting and fishing news or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the great outdoors. The Bobcat says, 
I like a big hole that's a groundhog type or a rabbit type hole. It's been freshly dug. It creates a lot of eye appeal and a lot of curiosity for a bobcat. I like to add a food lure to that as well or a food bait or and or both. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all. Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning. No one covers the great outdoors like Chris Lawrence and Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. high school sports across West Virginia. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News. High School Sports Line with you up until 9 o'clock tonight. We're with you every Wednesday night through the winter sports seasons leading up to the state high school basketball championships in Charleston in March. And of course, Metro News with exclusive radio play-by-play coverage of every game from the state tournament and uh, radio and video of the eight state championship games. Four on the girls' side, four on the boys' side. Still strange to say that. It is. You're number two, but uh, the eight state championship games in basketball. All right, up next on High School Sports Line on this Wednesday, Wheeling Park's Jere Hawkins. And, uh, Jere, good evening. Thanks for spending some time with us. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you on that. (laughs) (laughs) My first question is, what do you do in the winter? I mean, I know, uh, obviously, football exploits, track in the spring. Is this the time for you to condition and, and get stronger and try to get faster? What do you what do you do to, to, to fill your spare time in the winter months? Uh, during the winter, I'm doing, like, indoor track and, like, in the weight room and stuff like that, like, trying to get faster and all that. So I know that uh, the track season really never stops because you have the indoor competitions. Uh, how is it different? When you're, you know, going throughout the entire calendar year, and you've got track meets pretty much year round. I mean, how do you kind of build your skills, but also compete at the same time? Just, just going like, just treating every every practice like a meet. Just going all out and stuff like that. Is not taking like time off. Mm-hmm. Is track a little bit lower pressure for you? I mean, uh, it looks like you've got a bright future in football playing at the collegiate level. Is I know track's hard work, but is, is it something that's a little bit more relaxing, maybe a little bit more fun? Oh no, I think track probably the more is more um like like more pressure and stuff like like yeah, just way more pressure. Why's that? Because I'm because uh, I'm supposed to be like I don't know, it's just like football is like a team type of sport, and track is just is is just you. Yeah, okay. So, like, it's more it's more pressure on me. Yeah, I can see that. It's all on you. So kind of take us through, and obviously we'll talk about football in, in a second, but take us through what track season is like for year-round. How how often do you compete in the winter? Obviously you have the high school season. How often do you compete during the summer and track? Um, Like, I have meets, like, during indoor, I have meets, like, almost every Saturday. Like, I have one this Saturday at, like, Kent State. And, like, during outdoor, I have, like, I have meets like about the same. And obviously you're going against the clock and that's, you know, you compete against your competitors, obviously, but you always have the, have the eye on the clock. How do you chart your progress? Is it just based on the time or how you do against your competitors? Um, one, I, I make sure you got to, I, I make sure I beat the man beside me and then like I, I, I work, I, I focus on the time. 
So do you so do, or do you compete in the same events in track? I mean, or do you vary up the events a little bit? Throw some relays in. Yeah, I run all the sprint relays, like the four by one, four by two, and then obviously the the one hundred and two hundred. Yep. Let's pivot to uh, football, and uh, the big news obviously coming, uh, I believe it was on Saturday, you picked up a, an offer from West Virginia University. You had an offer from Pitt that came during the summer. Uh, what was it like to receive that message that you've uh, got an offer waiting for you at WVU? It was exciting because, like, I wasn't expecting it. How much had you had the? Have you? I assume you've had the chance to get on campus at WVU. I mean, what's the recruiting process been like with the Mountaineers? Uh, it, it's been good, I guess, because I like that was like my, my my first time like actually visiting them and like talking and stuff like that. What if, what did they say to you? How did it uh, how did it shake down? And and what are the things that I mean? Obviously, your speed's at the forefront, but what are the things that uh, attracted you to West Virginia? Well, could you say that again? My bad. Well, what are the things that uh, that West Virginia told you? What are the reasons why that uh, that they offered you so early? Oh, uh, one, they said my ball skills and like they obviously know I'm fast, but like I'm not like straight ahead fast, and like they was like um like I'm like twitchy, kinda quick and stuff like that. So your thoughts on how you did during your sophomore season? You had 578 receiving yards, six touchdowns. Were you pleased with uh, how everything went in your sophomore year? Um, no, not really. Because I had to battle like injuries and like COVID and stuff like that. So I feel like I couldn't put the numbers up that I that I, I planned on. Okay. Like, so having said that, what are the off season? Uh, you've you've got tracked through the winter and tracked through the spring, but what are the goals to improve? As a junior coming up for uh for the high school football season, um one like like the the team and and like my, my stats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Where 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 do you obviously you want to win more games and get yeah. to the playoffs? But where do you personally want to improve? Oh, uh, I want to improve. One, I, I need at least over a thousand yards and less drops. Um. Yeah, mostly them, them two. We're joined on High School Sports Line by Wheeling Park sophomore Jeray Hawkins. And uh, when uh, Coach Dockerty reached out to me yesterday, or when I reached out to him and he sent me your number, the uh, signature file on it said Tank. How did you get the nickname Tank? Oh, <laughs> I would just, I don't know. I, you might gotta, you got to have to ask my dad. And them. I, I just, <laughs> I was just born with the name. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not big and then so... Uh, <laughs> Do you, do you like uh, it? I mean, I, 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 oh, I'd yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, fair enough. Um, you had a great high school or high school season in track this past season, and you did some great things on relay teams with Torrance Walker, who's now obviously doing good things at Virginia Tech. How much of an influence was he, and what were some of the, the biggest things that you, you took from him? Um, yeah, he was a big influence, like the, the keep keep it like, competitive with me and stuff like that and like just teaching the stuff that he know that I like don't know and stuff like that. So, so how do you how do you get this sounds like a simple question but how do you get faster I mean where can you make improvements in track I mean is it, it sounds simple but how do you yeah. does, does it come by technique does it come by practice yeah. how, how do you make improvements? 
technique, like obviously the weight room, but like mostly technique and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do, do you kind of have a lean as to, and obviously you got a long way to go before you have to make your college plans, and, and I'm sure you'll have great interest from football programs and track programs. Do you kind of have a lean as to where you want to, as to which sport you want to pursue, or would you ideally like to go to a place that allows you to do both? Uh, I, don't, I don't know yet. We, we'll, we'll see when that time comes. I don't really know. Yeah, you got a long way. you got a long way to yeah. go. And, uh, and this is a big summer, right, in terms of camps. Uh, do you, when do you start plotting what camps you want to go to and, and, and where you want to be seen in terms of a football player this summer? Um, this summer, I will be, I will be going like the more camps and, and yeah. Setting up your, uh, spring season for high school track and a willing park did very well this past season. How is the team shaping up this year? And, and do you get the sense that a title defense is, uh, within this team's reach? Yeah, I think we I think, I think we'll, we'll do good. All right, very good. Well, uh, again, congratulations on the offer. I mean, this is this is big news, and I know you've got uh, a couple more years uh, to go. We got a long way before a decision's forthcoming, but uh, we certainly you. congratulate you on the offer so far, and uh, hopefully there'll be many more to come. Right? Yeah. Very good. All right, we appreciate it, Jeray Hawkins, our guest here on High School Sports Line. Jeray, thanks for your time. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break and. Uh, one more guest to get to tonight, Jeremy Bodkin, the former Mountaineer, head basketball coach at Pendleton County. And we'll have that conversation coming up after this. Thinking about upgrading your current office equipment? We'll teach you better at Comax Business Systems. You want the value, you want the savings, all the selection that you're looking for. We got the service, we'll treat you better. Come on and see us and you'll save much more. At Comex Business Systems, we'll treat you better. As your locally owned authorized Konica Minolta dealer, we're proud to offer the new line of award-winning BizHub digital MFPs. And with these exciting new multifunction devices, you can do much more than just print, scan, fax, and copy documents. Are you a graduating West Virginia high school student with a disability? Assistance is available to help you transition from high school to the next stage of adult life, which may include post-secondary education, including college, vocational technical education, other training, or employment. Be defined by your ability. Contact the West Virginia Division of Rehabilitation Services at wvdrs.org. That's wvdrs.org. Fruth Pharmacy is offering curbside pickup. Simply call your local Fruth and ask to place a curbside order. A friendly Fruth associate will call you once your order is complete and let you know when you can come pick it up. Once you arrive, please call your store and their staff will bring your purchase to your car. Fruth Pharmacy wants you to stay happy and healthy. Please feel free to utilize their drive through local delivery, and curbside pickup services at this time. Fruth, your hometown family pharmacy. Few things impact a community more than clean water, safe roads, and accessible internet. But here in West Virginia, we often struggle to get the attention that's needed to make these life-changing improvements. That's where the Thrasher Group comes in, a full-service architecture and engineering firm. The Thrasher Group is here when you plan, design, and execute projects that move our communities forward. A partner to West Virginia's municipalities for nearly 40 years. They're here for you. When you need infrastructure problems solved, Thrasher's got it. Find out more at the Thrasher Group. 
This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Nobody covers West Virginia like Metro News. Start each weekday at 6.06 a.m. with the morning news. Veteran anchors Chris Lawrence and Kerry Hudasek deliver the day's biggest stories, along with in-depth reports from Jeff Jenkins, Alex Thomas, and Jake Flatley. The morning news also brings you the latest in sports from Kyle Wiggs and Joe Bracato, Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary, and the entertainment report. The morning news on the Metro News Radio Network and at WVMetroNews.com. Hey, everybody, it's Tony. Caridi. And I'm Brad Howe. And that makes two of the three guys that bring you the podcast entitled Creatively Enough. Three guys before the game. It's our opportunity to really drill down on WVU football and basketball. We break down the opponent and then review every single game. We'll give you some numbers. We'll bicker back and forth. We'll take your calls, your texts, your tweets, and get into some of your questions. And we invite you to join us each and every episode at Three Guys Before the Game from Metro News. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state. Award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years. He had a pattern where he would stay on the farm spring and summer. Anywhere between the first and second week of October, he would vanish and I'd never get a picture of him again. Whether it's hunting and fishing news or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the great outdoors. The Bobcat said, I like a big hole that's a groundhog type or a rabbit type hole. It's been freshly dug. It creates a lot of eye appeal and a lot of curiosity for a bobcat. I like to add a food lure to that as well or a food bait or and or both. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all. Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning. No one covers the great outdoors like Chris Lawrence and Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. your favorite team at the high school page of wvmetronews.com now back to the high school sports line on metro news all right here's our list the former mountaineers have gone on to coach warren baker brooks berry pat beeline vic herbert jared west daryl prue tyrone sally all of those individuals have uh, gone on to coach at the high school or college level after playing at wvu and if you had have one that uh, you'd like to add to the list you can uh, text us at 304 talk 304 and the latest addition to that list is our next guest jeremy bodkin who uh, is the first year head coach at pendleton county jeremy thanks for coming on we appreciate your time thanks for having me all right how did this all come about <laughs> um i i guess it just came it came about uh um i've been I've been coaching at Preston for four years now, or before this, uh, JV level, um, and helping with the varsity. And uh, that just just so happened that the the job head job came open, and uh, just did something that uh, I thought I needed to jump on. Is this something that you've always aspired to? Is this something that you wanted to do? For those who don't know, you played at Frank uh, Franklin High School, which is consolidated, and and Pendleton County now. Uh, a consolidated school, so this is basically your home school. Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Yeah, it's, it's something I've wanted to do. Uh, I didn't know it would be this early. Uh, I mean, I, I say early. I mean, I'm not I'm not that young, but I'm young enough to do it uh, and, and enjoy doing it. 
but yeah, it was something I've, I've, I've thought about a long time, and uh, you know, just got the opportunity to do it, and I, and I took it. You're taking over a program, or have taken over a program that got to the Class A state championship game a year ago, had basically two seasons of undefeated play up until that Class A final. And I know that there's been a lot of guys that graduated off of that year, that team, but you're off to a seven and two start this season. How impressed are you with how the team has done with some younger guys in the mix? Uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm pleased. Uh, you know, uh, coming, you know, you're, you're forty and one over two seasons. I mean, everybody's gunning for you. I mean, you make this great championship game and uh, uh, you, you played well on it and you maybe should have should have won it, but you were there. I mean, um, it took a, a little learning curve. You know, it's a learning curve for them. It's a learning curve for me. Um, I got one starter back from last year's team. I graduated six guys. So it's been a learning curve, but these guys, these kids have uh, really um, – I give them credit. They've, they've really responded to how I've, I'm coaching and, you know, the change of uh, of offense and, you know, the way we teach things. Some personnel that you've got back. I know you mentioned the one starter in, in Tanner Towson. you got three guys scoring in double figures. How important is Tanner to what you want to do and to have guys like Clayton Cosmore and Cole Day backing him up? How, how important are they? Uh, you can't you – can't, uh, you can't do anything without Tanner. I mean, he gets he gets you into the, into the offense. He's, he's very good on defense. Just smart kid. He's a heady kid. Um, he you know he, you can't say any more than uh, I don't think I don't think he'd give a better accolade than in just being a smart and heady player. He's a good player. He can he can flat out shoot it. I mean, you leave him open, he's gonna knock it down. Um, you know, he was he was that starter and and, and he gave got good minutes last year in the state tournament all, all year long. And Cole Day come in. He's a senior this year, and uh, he's playing hard, playing well. Um, you know, and I think the big surprise, you know, uh, is Clayton Cosmore. Uh, I think he's the big surprise. He's leading us in scoring right now, and uh, you know, he just we got three guys that are really, really meshing together, and they play well together. You mentioned uh, the the intelligence, the basketball IQ of these guys, and man, that whole team played smart. Last year, you look at a guy like Josh Alt and uh, the way he got himself uh, open under the basket for shots and uh, just right on down the line how intelligent that team was last year. So there, there seems to be a really, really strong foundation in terms of the fundamentals and basketball IQ in place there. Yeah, we, I mean, Ryan did a great job uh, for you know, the uh, eight, eight years, eight, nine years he was here. He did a great job with these guys and teaching them, you know, some, some stuff. It, it, these kids want to learn. They, they're sponges. They want to learn. I mean, you tell them something. You know, my first couple, my first couple practices, I would tell them something. They looked like looked at me like I had three heads. But once they understood what I was trying to tell them, oh, okay. So my, so my, um, the way I would say would go about it, or my, I guess my verbiage was different than what Ryan's was. Uh, so, but we were saying the same thing. We were just saying it, you know, a different way. And they, when they figured that out, uh, it, it's really come along. We're joined on high school sports line by Pendleton County boys basketball head coach Jeremy Bodkin. And uh, Jeremy, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but is is this a job that you kind of had, given your history growing up in Pendleton County and playing at at, at uh, Franklin High School, that you really had an eye on someday to maybe be be able to come back to that community and take over? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always it always sits kind of in the back of your head, you know, as you know, 
Kyle, I've been in Morgantown since '89. I mean, and 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 I've been had my hands in basketball out there with with refereeing or the community league or whatever it was. You know, coaching at Westwood. Um, you know, so I mean, it's it's. It, it, I just like to get back to what I've you know what I've learned over the years, and it's you know it's good to see kids that want to learn and want to listen. Uh, obviously, they were too young to know how how I played. So now I got to teach them how to play the way we played back, you know, back in the early eighty or late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. So, what's your style? Is that the the type of style that you coach? And who have been uh, obviously Gail Catlett's probably at the head of the of that. But who are your coaching influences? Uh, coach Catlett is one of them, uh, and uh, you know I have to go with my father first. Um, he was my first coach. Um, you know, I, I went to Brandywine and, uh, in the fourth grade and, you know, played for four, for three years over there. I mean, you could play in the fourth, fifth grade over there. So that's why he taught over there and that's where I went. And I learned a lot from him. Coach Smith, I mean, Coach Greg Smith and Coach Catlett and, you know, it just, there's a plethora of, of people I learned from because I, I wanted to learn and I had a lot of people help me. Uh, through the years, Coach Mack was one of was one of the big ones probably that, that helped me. Um, you know, in, in college, you know, Coach Catlett was there, but you know, Coach Mack was you know he was the forwards and centers coach, and he was there every day with you in practice. But uh, I have to give probably the, the top two are, are, are my dad and Coach Mack there. Yeah, Coach Gary McPherson, longtime uh, assistant coach there at WVU, of course. What about your style? You you mentioned uh, teaching them the old school way. Is that is that uh, kind of where uh, where you're drawing from? Yeah, I mean, obviously basketball's changed. Uh, it's a it's a outside game now. The, you know, the three came in in 1980, 87, 88, and that changed the game. And every, it's been it's been. Uh, uh, changing ever since, evolving ever since, and uh, people, you know, big big guys want to shoot outside. Well, you know, I got a big guy can shoot outside, but I'd rather have him inside playing. Um, but we 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 mix it up a little bit. I'm actually running a little bit of the UCLA, UCLA high post, uh, running a little bit of that. Uh, that I ran we ran in high in, in college. Um, just taking some things that I've learned over the years and trying to mold it to the guys that I have. Um, because it's not like I can go out and recruit, uh, so I got I got to see what's going to fit and, and try to use it to you know use an offense to fit what we have. How did you get the nickname Big Cat from Upper Tract? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. That's a. Uh, I tell you what. That's a Jeremy. That's a Fleming thing. That's that's got Jack Fleming written all over it. I think. Well, Jack or and or Mickey Fafari. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I know Mickey put it in an article in the time in the Fairmont Times one time. Big Cat. I, I'm not sure where that came from. Um, you know, I, I guess I really don't know because I couldn't jump. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't run very fast. But uh, you know, I'll take whatever I get. I guess. You, you've been an official. Is it good to now be in a coach, having been an official first? That maybe there's a little bit of understanding what the other side's going through. Uh, I don't know. Uh, being an official, that just makes me probably more of a of a jerk on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try not to be. Um, you know, 19 years of officiating. Um, uh, it's a long time to do that. And there's big guys out there doing it way longer than I am. I mean, there's guys out there with 40, 50 years going out. Um, and one of those is in Pelton County. Um, 
And, you know, I, I know how to tell kids what to do and what you can get away with and what you can't get away with. Uh, but uh, it's just, it's tough for me because I'm used to doing it a certain way, refereeing a certain way. And I had, you know, a lot of pride when I refereed um, and officiated. And, you know, um, some guys, you know, everybody's trying. Uh, don't get me wrong. Everybody's trying. And it's just, it's just tough. It's, it's a tough sport to do. I mean, you got to make split-second decisions. And, um, I, you know, I, I try not to take anything personal. Um, but uh, and, and also, I mean, they, those guys know I refereed. And they, they kind of – they don't know if they want to listen to me. Uh, uh, but, they you know, they understand where I'm coming from. All right, Jeremy, let's look ahead here. Obviously, the you know, again, that's some some pretty high standards have been set at Pendleton County the last few years. You mentioned six of those seniors have graduated, though. Still, the goal is to get back to the state tournament. And looking at your schedule, I mean, you're <laughs> you're in the snow belt, man. So it's tough to it's tough to get games in in a good year. Uh, how how has the weather and COVID and all of the things affected your schedule this year? Um, luckily right now we've, we've not been hit too bad. We've had a couple of kids out, out with, uh, out with COVID, uh, you know, well, let me split it. They've been out sick. Uh, you know, obviously I don't know exactly if it's been COVID, but they've been sick and, you know, that's, uh, but we luckily in January, we've been very, uh, uh game poor. If you want, you want to call it that, uh, we have one, maybe two games a week. This week, I mean, we had one week, one game last week, one game this week. We got one game next week. So, I mean, we got lots of time to heal up. Uh, and we got lots of time to, like, if we're, if we're sick or hurt or injured, you know, we're getting, we're getting some time, getting the kids some time off. Uh, the problem is I gave them time off last week after the game, and then we got two more days for the snow. So that kind of comes back and bites you. But, uh, you know, coming in February, we got uh, two, three games a night or a week. And some of them are back to back, and my last three games are back to back to back nights. So that's going to get us ready for the tournament, I believe. One more question, and uh, don't shoot the messenger on this one. This one comes from Greg Hunter. I was asked to ask you about your softball prowess. Uh, so go ahead and uh, talk about that, if you would. I don't know what he's. I have no clue what he's talking about. Spe- specifically, <laughs> beating up on Greg and his team. That's what I was told. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was fun. I'll just put it that way. Wish I could go back and do it again. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, it, this has been fun, and it's uh, it's going to be fun watching your team. This is a great story, and we certainly wish you the best of luck. And um, I'm sure we'll be checking in again. I appreciate it, everybody. All right, very good. Head coach Jeremy Bodkin there of uh, Pendleton County in his first year as head basketball coach. 7-2 and two start and uh, pretty good matchups coming up in the back half of their schedule. They'll face a Tucker County team that's off to a 9-1 and one start. Uh, so uh, Pendleton with uh, some good challenges uh, on their way to a possible return to the state tournament, but they're looking to get back there for the third consecutive year. A couple of uh, other obvious choices or obvious uh, former Mountaineers that coach that we missed, Willie Akers. Oh, well, yeah. Texter yeah. says Jay Jacobs played for the Mountaineers, well, coached in Maryland. Forget, how can we forget Jay? Exactly. And, and of course, the logo. Jerry West coached the Lakers. So there's uh, there's three from the 50s, a uh, little bit of a different era. All right, we'll take our final break. We're back to wrap things up on High School Sports Line after this. 
Concord University has been a part of your community for nearly 150 years. More than ever before, it is important that you get a college degree to ensure a better life for you and your family. You don't have to go far from home. Sure, Concord started as a teacher's college and we still produce great teachers, but we also prepare students for professional school for careers as lawyers, doctors, physical therapists, veterinarians, chemists, physician assistants, pharmacists, and more. Application and registration for the spring 2022 semester is now underway at Concord University, and tuition is free for those who qualify. Check us out at Concord Few things impact a community more than clean water, safe roads, and accessible internet. But here in West Virginia, we often struggle to get the attention that's needed to make these life-changing improvements. That's where the Thrasher Group comes in, a full-service architecture and engineering firm. The Thrasher Group is here when you plan, design, and execute projects that move our communities forward. A partner to West Virginia's municipalities for nearly 40 years. They're here for you. When you need infrastructure problems solved, Thrasher's got it. Find out more at thethrashergroup.com. The Mountain State's premier fishing, hunting, and outdoor sports show returns to Milan Park in Morgantown Saturday and Sunday, March 5th and 6th. Over 50,000 square feet of campers and RVs, motorcycles and ATVs, camping equipment, hunting and fishing supplies, guns, knives, and more. Limited vendor space available to put your products and services in front of over 5,000 outdoor enthusiasts. Visit WBOutdoorSportsShow.com. Be part of the 20th Annual Fishing, Hunting, and Outdoor Sports Show, March 5th and 6th at Milan Park in Morgantown. Everything's better outdoors. WBRC Media Event. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia. When you want them, Chris Lawrence at the Anchor Desk. We are ready to get you up to date and running with information you need from across the mountain state. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. National reports have consistently shown West Virginia has some of the worst, if not the worst, bridges in the U.S. Mike Clouser is the executive director of the Contractors Association of West Virginia. West Virginia now leads the nation with the most bridges in poor condition as part of West Virginia's Total bridge inventory. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Steelers scored first. T.J. Watt returned a fumble 20 yards for a touchdown, but Patrick Mahomes got things going for Kansas City. The Chiefs scored touchdowns on six straight possessions. So Kansas City goes on to beat the Steelers 42-21 in Ben Roethlisberger's last game. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News this morning. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. The Metro News Capital Report, bringing you the latest news from the West Virginia State Capitol Complex and the 2021 Legislative Session. Hoppy Kerchival, Jeff Jenkins, Brad McElhinney, and the rest of the Metro News staff bring you daily updates on what's happening inside the House of Delegates and State Senate, plus committee and subcommittee meetings. Each weekday morning and afternoon, get the Capital Report on your favorite Metro News radio station and at WVMetroNews.com.
Covering high school sports across West Virginia. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News. High School Sports Line for this Wednesday. A little bit left in the show. We've got some scores. Boys High School Basketball. Capital wins their home opener, defeating Huntington in overtime 86-83. Williamstown over Wahama 64-51. Braxton County a 58-37 win over Gilmer County. George Washington picks up a victory over Cabell Midland by the final of 63-41. Chapmanville rallies past Herbert Hoover in a good Cardinal Conference matchup, 50-48. Parkersburg defeats Ripley, 60-53. South Charleston knocks off Hurricane, 73-55. Grafton, a dozen better than Elkins, 65-53. Hampshire improves to 7-4 with a 47-34 win over Petersburg. And on the girls' side, a very good girls' matchup, won by Wayne at Logan, the final 49-39. So Wayne likely moving up in the rankings already a top-five team. All right, again, the power index was updated uh, a little bit early this week. It was out on Tuesday, and you can uh, access that complete updated document at wvmetronews.com. Power index sponsored by Thornhill Automotive Group, and we'll update the power index on Wednesdays the rest of the season. Of course, high school sports line Wednesday night all the way through the winter sports. Joe, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. That's high school sports line. Thanks for listening on Metro News. Join us next Wednesday starting at 7.06 p.m. for another edition of the High School Sports Line here on Metro News, the voice of high school sports in West Virginia. All rights reserved.